0: Baby, you're not an ally. You want a bib and a blankie. <laughs> bonjour everybody this is lily and i am the host of the ftn podcast that is femme trans and noir which means black trans woman baby you know where you are okay how are you doing how are you doing over here i'm good um I am lying. I am lying. I am exhausted. Okay. Um, <laughs> I was on the road this afternoon, and uh, I was up pretty early today, cause, cause I knew I was gonna have to be on the road, and uh, on top of that, I haven't been sleeping well these past two weeks. So, I'm I'm really feeling it right now. I've been feeling it since yesterday. It's yeah. It's it's not cute. But anyway, um, I'm alive, I'm mostly healthy, so, hey, your girl is here. Let's get into some quick updates. Um, here's something silly, well, not really silly, it's, it's, it's serious, but, you know, I've been thinking about growing marijuana for CBD, so, you know, all legal, you know, in France anyway, um, you, as long as you don't um, you know as long as you don't mess with THC you're good right um, hemp the plant is not um, illegal per se it's THC that's illegal so I found some seeds that were you know pretty inexpensive you know definitely not the five five euros five dollars a seed type of thing and um, and again it's legal and it's just CBD, and uh, because the seeds were inexpensive, I was like, you know what? Let me, let me try it. Um, I've been gardening quite a bit, so I tried. I planted some seeds, and um, and they've been growing. The thing is, it's like. It's it's getting a little stressful, and here's why. I know it's legal. But they are starting to smell. It's a beautiful smell. It's like uh, it's not that typical. Well, I don't know if it's typical, but that strong, um, sort of funky smell. Um, it's it's different. That that one is is pretty sweet uh, and fruity. It's almost like um, it reminds me of guava. Like fresh guava and um, so I love it but the thing is like okay I don't want to give like too much information but the way my garden is set up I have people like who walk by right and like in the heat of summer <laughs> um, they could get you know a whiff of you know of something and And I don't know, like, if it was the police, then they don't know that whatever I'm growing is legal. Like, they don't know until they cut it or at least sample it and analyze it. But I'm (laughs) black. I'm black. Like, before they do all of that, if they bother to do all of that, um, maybe they've cut, you know, my plants and I've put like energy, I've put money, um, into like growing them, um, not just for the seeds, but you know, um, for some, you know, soil and, and and you know all the other stuff, right? The nutrients—that's what I'm looking for. So yeah, I don't. I, I'm I'm getting a little nervous and. And it's weird. I mean, it's it's just it's just medicine, right? Because you know, I I'm an herbalist. Let me just put it that way. And I do um, herbal remedies, so I was very much interested in extracting the you know all the benefits <laughs> of the plant into tinctures and you know other products. Just for myself and for my family. But yeah, I'm getting a little nervous. I'm getting a little nervous because um, I don't... I, I don't want to get, like, raided. I don't want to... I don't want any kind of problem. But at the same time, it's so expensive to go and purchase the CBD. It's 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 cheaper to produce my own and grow my own, and it's also more enjoyable, you know, that connection with the plant. But I don't want to get all woo woo with you. Um, yeah, it's just, again, for something just as mundane as, you know, taking care of my, um, of my health, of my my family's health. Um, like I. I I have this worry of, you know, my body is only guilty. Well, at least can only be perceived, right, as as guilty. And, um, yeah, that, that, that sort of bothers me. And maybe I'm, you know, I, I know, I already know that a few people are like, mm, yeah, it's all about, you know, it's all in your head and, you know, just, you, you don't need to go there, but, but like I live in reality and I know it's different. The approach is different when it's me and when it's um, a body that is not black, a body that is not, you know, <laughs> guilty by nature. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to think about that a little more. But yeah, I'm pretty sure that in the heat of summer, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be like, oof, no. I need to cut this down. We'll see. I'll keep you posted though. Today I wanted to talk about fake allyship and what I want to call faulty allyship and faulty as in damaged but also damaging because it's not effective in you know, can create a whole lot of issues and we're going to talk about that. But I'm going to make this like super short because I don't want this to get too confusing and I really mean this as a conversation starter and we can go from there, right? But before we do that, let me remind you, (laughs) this podcast is sponsored, well, by me. So, you know, you know um i say it every two weeks now but yeah um you can support the podcast by um first doing the free thing and i insist on the free thing like comment share and yeah subscribe like on whatever platform you you're listening to this podcast on right um so that's that's the thing like share it let 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 somebody know that um, you know that this could be of interest to them and uh, and if you don't like it <laughs> share it with an enemy girl <laughs> I take that too um, yeah you can also um, support financially and if you want to do that well first of all like take care of yourself first and if you have some extra coin um, well, you can go to the website, which is www.fdnpod.com and at the top, in the menu, you'll see a donate button. If you go there, then you can choose to do one-time donation, you know, whatever amount. It's up to you. I'll take everything. Um, or, you can, you know, check out the other button, which is Patreon and and from there you can choose whichever tier you're most comfortable with, right? It starts at $2. Just $2, baby. So yeah, um, yeah, whatever, whatever you can do that supports, whether that's um money or um a share or a comment, because you know, algorithms and stuff, so. Yeah, and you can also um I forget to I'll always forget to mention that in the um like support segment, but um joining on social media is support as well, because I'm talking about algorithms and that's where they really the strongest. So, the tick and the talk right, Instagram, I, I, I almost gave up on Instagram but you know what, let me let me not go there. But yeah, just just whatever. Instagram, TikTok, um, Twitter. These are the, like the big three for me. So join there. Share over there. And you can find me there at FTNpod. All right. let's go back to the show. So about these fake allies. Huh. So this was prompted by um, actually multiple posts on the internet, you know, people who claim to be allies, right? They, they often actually use that word. And um, or you know, they're the kind of people who would say, "I am all for da da da, like enter marginalized group here you know they present themselves as all for the cause and once they've established that they go like straight to centering themselves right and tell you something in the discussion um about how they feel about the topic and how it's not fair that um that they're being targeted or It's not fair that they are, you know, made to feel uncomfortable. These are not allies, right? Um, The fact that someone says that they're an ally or that they just they simply like utter the word, ally or the word allyship. It doesn't make them an ally, right? Um, Usually, an ally does not need to introduce themselves as such. My, my problem, my, my big problem with um, these people in particular is they get the idea, right? They, um, they say they love everybody but it's all very surface level. Their understanding of whichever fight we're talking about and I'm being vague because I'm because it's about all types of marginalized groups, right? Not just I'm not just talking about trans people. Um so but yeah it's 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 a very surface level approach. It's very um it's very cosmetic, right? Um they they're all about the aesthetics of oppression the aesthetics of racism the aesthetics of transphobia so if a person doesn't say like a transphobic slur a an actual like like the t-word um, if someone doesn't drop an f-bomb for gay men if someone is not calling me is not dropping an n-bomb for black people, then is it really racism, is it really transphobia, is it really homophobia? Because their, their understanding is just like right underneath their surface or actually right at the surface so shallow that it's absolutely incompatible with analysis Um, it's actually incompatible with an analysis of the consequences for the people who are targeted by the oppression. Let me give you an example. If you get attacked by a person who is using vulgar words to dehumanize and hurt you, they might defend you. And and really, I'm talking about online, right? (laughs) Because... I don't know if they would do it in person. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, but anyway, okay. So they defend you, right? But the moment you talk about your experience and you say, hey, this is what happened to me, and you actually go into a critique and analysis of the systems that allowed Whatever happened to you, right? They get angry because now you've said some words like white fragility or systemic racism or, you know, patriarchy, whatever, right? Suddenly um, you are using words. That they feel may point to them or may point to characteristics that they share with the person that attacked you or the people that attacked you or the system that keeps attacking you, and they feel like it's directed at them. Of course, it's not, but that's how you know (laughs) whiteness and other systems of oppression work right and now you have become a problem now you have to find a way to make them feel comfortable about your oppression it's the kind of allyship that requires comfort for them and really that requires a lot of labor on the part of the oppressed and here is what I mean because they require comfort because they prioritize their comfort over your lived experience your traumatic <laughs> lived experience what needs to happen is in your critique of whichever system is you know keeping you down you need to let them know that they are one of the good ones right you need to make sure that they have like in your discourse you need to include a trap right like a trap door so they can't like just take it and run right like a like a tailor-made exit just for them so they can feel untouched by your critique. And that way, what happens is you can go ahead and, you know, have your little critique or whatever, but it's not me and I can go about my day without having to listen to anything you have to say, right? Like that's the kind of allies. they are like it's just the name in name only because they only value the aesthetics of things and that's why whenever they're uncomfortable they put that on the same level as you know bad words you know for racism or bad words for you know bad homophobic words i mean it's really a strategy to have the cake and need it too right they can put on the ally dress you know they have all the the coats the external coats because again cosmetics right and they can also you know go on not giving a you know (laughs) damn right they don't care that's that that's the that's the fake ally to me and usually they're just here for um you know the consumption of queerness you know it's the it's the yes queen you know but when it's time to i don't know like sign some paper because i'm about to change my name or whatever um yeah later oh oh are you sure um. Oh, but but am I gonna get in trouble? Like, like <laughs> it's it's those people. Yeah, forget them. Run, run away from them. I mean, they're pretty easy to spot, though. Like anyone who centers themselves in whatever situation, like mm, side eye. Um, anyone who who will consider that. A term that simply makes them uncomfortable like them as an individual that this term is not a slur so a universal word you know that should be avoided um, but then again that's another way of centering themselves or centering their opinion centering their perspectives um, like any person who's on that type of time you know Run that that there is no way that this person is an ally of anyone. Now when it comes to faulty allyship or hmm damaged allyship, I don't know, I don't know what to call it, but um just like, people who are actually engaged in conversations about whichever topic we're talking about. And we're going to talk, we're going to talk, ugh, we're going to talk about transness here, right? Because, hey, um, I'm thinking about hmm, Anna of the Young Turks. Um, so people who have proven themselves to be... Um, I want to say on the right side of history, right? <laughs> um, yeah, but people who um, who do engage with um, with a level of critique um, and who who have an understanding of what it is to be marginalized, right? Um, and who do work to present themselves, not just to present themselves, but to um, actually, fight oppression. Actually, fight discrimination, etc. Right, and I don't know for those of you who know who Anna Kasparian is. Um, she is a one of the hosts of this YouTube channel slash show, The Young Turks, and um, recently, well, a few weeks, maybe months ago, I don't remember. Um, she, you know, had a weird tweet about, um, you know, the term birthing people, et cetera, and saying, you know, um, I don't want to be called a birthing person. I, I'm a woman, etc Right. Um, anybody, especially trans people, like any, any person who's been on the internet talking about trans issues, um, recognizes that as turfy right it is very um turf adjacent rhetoric right because no one is you know walking around calling you know cis women um birthing people they don't even walk around calling cis women cis women right (laughs) nobody does that but yeah i don't know i don't know what the reasoning behind that was because it was not really addressed and that's actually the problem um so this person who we know to be an ally and a you know has this problematic take publicly and when you know some people may have come with bad intentions Some people may have come with venom because, I don't know, for whatever reason, but other people, I know it for sure, have come to her and be like, you know, maybe this should be corrected and this is the reason why. But instead of taking a correction and you know, maybe having a dialogue about this. or maybe, uh, maybe being in her feelings for a while and thinking about it. And not necessarily having a dialogue, but simply voicing out her thoughts about it and where that came from. And, you know, just, just making it a, Like, taking that as an opportunity for growth, for everybody's growth, right? Instead of doing that, it's, no, I'm doubling down, and no, I'm proud. No, you will not make me back down. Now, what that turns into, and I have to credit um, the YouTuber Bellamy for this, for this take, which I, I found, like, super interesting, is... Okay, essentially it's like it becomes a reference for right wingers, for like the most like the most disgusting, the the most vile people on the right, um, like the fascistic ones and stuff. It becomes like a model or an indicator for the next step, right? So what they see is that a person who is recognized as an ally is now breaking from the group that they want to um, target so you know they take that information they put it somewhere and later they will come back like when it's time to use that information they know that the allies are not gonna say anything either because they don't care or because the quote-unquote allies agree with them agree with their transphobic take agree with their um you know their problematic take whichever you know whatever topic we're talking about and now the actual target is isolated so they can strike and they can strike harder so that is the extent to which like badly calibrated allyship will hurt marginalized folks. Allyship lives in discomfort. And allyship can be, you know, tough on the ego. And that's okay. Right? I, like, I can understand a misstep I can understand a gaffe right um, we don't we don't always have like the best takes we don't always say the right things I mean um I sometimes struggle to get a an idea <laughs> like a, a complete sentence I know I'm sorry Um, but you know sometimes I, I struggle with my words and what comes out may not reflect precisely the image i have you know in my mind so i can understand that you know communication is not is is not easy communication is very personal and and beyond you know just the, you know the medium you know communication the ideas themselves sometimes are not well thought out right I, the ideas are not always um based in in truth or or in sense <laughs> um i mean i i understand i mean we're human you know that's that's the general idea but it's the reaction when you are you know when you intent when you're Oh see, when your attention is directed to you know the consequences of your speech or the implications of your ideas, when the reaction is is so bad and it's something visceral, full of ego and and only like concerned with you end up with the actual implications I'm bringing to you, right? Um, that I'm bringing to your attention. Then I have to question, like, were you ever that supportive? Like, I, I, I do have to question. This is not an episode about Anna Kasparian. Like, this is not to say that she is a, um, a fake ally or whatever. I'm not even like taking it that far. I did not go into the um like into the mess of it all i I saw the tweet, I saw like a few minutes of mess online, and I'm not really interested in that, but it's the mechanisms. it's the patterns that I'm interested in. And I'm recognizing something here that, um, yeah, that's telling me, hey, you know, fake allyship or at the very least, faulty, like broken allyship that can actually lead to much harder, you know, much tougher consequences in the future. So I'm going to edit here for today. And uh yeah, I want to hear what you have to say. Are you an ally? Hmm. <laughs> Are you an ally? What kind of work? What kind of anti-racist work? Anti-trans not anti-trans, anti-transphobic and queerphobic and homophobic work. Are you doing? Hmm? You know what? Let let me not go on the attack because if you're still listening to this, you may, you know, I don't I don't know. I'm not in the business of, you know, handing out cookies. I don't do that. I do not bestow titles either. So you do know what you have to do. But yeah, I wanna know, do you consider yourself an ally? Or what do you think about allyship? What, what, what? Let me know. Like, do you think do you think allies even exist? Right? Because that's a question, too. Um, let me know. Email me at contact at ftnpower.com, or you can just go to the website ftnpod.com and go to the contact page, or you can um send me a DM on social, whichever, um, Twitter. Um, Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok, and um at F T N Pod, F T N is femme trans noir, femme trans-noir. and yeah, um, join me, join me on social. I wanna, I want some messages. I want, and I don't want messages from you know, y'all men out there, nasty men, who wanna send their ashy. You know, <laughs> I'm not interested. I am not interested at all. But if you have questions, if you want to, or remarks, like, I'm, I'm, my DMs are open, right? Just for that. Nothing else, okay? Um, yeah. Again, yeah, I give you all the information to contact me. Share, comment, subscribe, support. Support. Do the free thing. And then you have some extra coin you know i'll take donations ftnpod.com button at the top to donate all right thank you very much everybody and i will talk to you very soon bye bye